1: Welcome to A Free Solution. Welcome to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host of today. Thank you so much for joining us. We're live here on WYSL until 2 p.m. Give us a call if you want to participate in the show. 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Or, if you're listening online, of course, too, we are streaming on a Free Solution Facebook page, a Free Solution YouTube channel, the Free Solution Facebook group, and the Kevin Wilson pages, wherever you're listening today. We, by which I mean I and all the folks at stage, We we all appreciate you being here. Leave your comments if you want to participate in the show there, too. We're talking about all different parts of New York State legislation today. Uh, some new stuff coming down the pipe, what it means. Um, and and what what we can do about it in terms of continuing to advocate for our freedom. I know what we're, we're most folks who are libertarian don't have a lot of options in New York State. Luckily, you know we hopefully will be getting a libertarian option on the ballot. Uh, I know uh, our friend Larry Sharp, who is the Tuesday host of the show, turned in. Uh, Well over, as I understand, the number of signatures necessary to get on the ballot. So excited to see that option for those of us who may not want to vote Democrat or Republican in this upcoming gubernatorial election. So hopefully, you know, if the, the major parties don't find some weird excuse to kick them off, which... They can, you know. I think I think Larry's team is is prepared for it, though. So I'm excited to see that. Uh, I see we got Tim O'Connor listening on Facebook. Says, "What's up, Kevin? Uh, hey, Tim. Thanks for listening today." Um, so so let's let's get into it, though. Let's let's talk about some of the legislation that that's coming through. Um, you know, of course, there there's stuff coming through on guns. Uh, we'll, we'll see probably more of that. Over the next few legislative sessions too. Uh stuff coming through on abortion, stuff coming through on possibly birth control stuff, which is interesting, although I haven't seen much news about that um, and a few other things as well. So we'll, we'll talk about all those issues today. Again, if you want to weigh in on either the the, the legislation, the bills that I'm talking about or. You have something that I haven't talked about yet. Again, give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Talking about New York State legislation today. Uh, we also got Shelly listening on YouTube. Hey, Shelly, thank you for joining us here on today's show. Uh, so the gun th- the, the gun laws, right? So, so the first one that looks like it's going to be coming through is requiring people who purchase a rifle to be 21 years of age and also require a license for that. Uh I mean there there's a few things coming through but you know th- this is one that I think is is catching a lot of attention. And the reason it caught my attention is in part because a you know do you have the right are you are you fully an adult at 18 years of age? You can go join the military, you can vote you can't drink which i think it you, you probably should be able to uh, you should be allowed to to drink if you can vote and you can join the military. New York state wants to make it so that you cannot purchase a rifle. You can't purchase a uh, a uh, a gun. And you know this is in direct response to both the uh the shooting at the Buffalo Tops and you know, uh, the shooting down in Texas, too, both both done by 18-year-olds. And so the idea is that, well, you know we, we need to raise the age 18-year-olds. shouldn't have that right. You know, maybe they're not mature enough. Whatever the justification is, they, they shouldn't have the right. We're going to make it harder for them to do that. The, the, the part that strikes me as strange about, like, this particular um, proposal is that it was, it was just struck down in California. California tried to do this already. There's a court case only a few uh, weeks ago. You know, I'm looking at an NPR story from May 11th. and says that the uh, 9th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals had, in a two-to-one ruling, said that the uh, ban, California's ban on the sale of automatic, semi-automatic weapons to adults under age 21 was unconstitutional, and it violated the Second Amendment. So this is already happening. So what's going to end up happening here is that... It's going to get tied up in courts, and like they know this. Again, it's—I don't know if this has always been a thing, or you know, if I'm just noticing it more. Where politicians, you know, at the executive level and you know at the legislative level, will push through legislation that they know darn well is going to get tied up in courts, but they're hoping that they can either squeeze it through or make a new argument or you know wiggle their way around in order to do something that. Appears unconstitutional. I've I've called out the Biden administration for doing it. I've called out the Trump administration for doing it. Certainly talked about it in New York State a bit. But this is going to end up consuming our resources because it's not like they're paying for court fees out of their own pocket. And it may, well, it will likely block the right, unless there's an immediate injunction on this, it will block the right for 18, 19 and 20 year olds to be able to purchase a weapon, and it blocks their right to self-defense again. I I understand, as I've said on past shows, like why people want an immediate solution to this, why this seems like a straightforward thing. But do 18-year-olds and 19-year-olds and 20-year-olds have the same rights as adults in this case? Do they have a right to self-defense in the same way that any of the rest of us, age twenty-one and over, do, and that that's gonna that's gonna be the question, I'm sure, before the courts. say, I mean, I, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not gonna. I, I don't know, like exactly what what legal stuff will go into it. And I'm sure, you know, if, if there's anyone listening, you know, but again, please call in five eight five three four six three thousand if you have an inkling on on what way this might go. But it's immediately going to come to town. Like we, we, we know this. We know what's going to happen. It's just going to get chewed up in uh in lawsuits, and to me it's like he you should have a right to do that I think there there are solutions that I would want to explore to make sure you keep guns out of hands out of truly dangerous people. you know I don't particularly agree with how New York State always approaches the red flag laws, but i I get if there are warning signs that someone is going to hurt someone that they are truly dangerous. I get wanting to do something about that. It's interesting, when, when the new uh bills is going through, it's um uh the bill number is A six seven one six A or the Senate version S eighty nine B and it creates the crimes of making a threat of mass harm and aggravated making a threat of mass harm. It's interesting again I, I haven't looked at the details of this one but I did see that this and then and that seems kind of reasonable to me. But maybe the devil's in the details. Again, it's the First Amendment has limitations on the government criminalizing speech unless there is a specific threat, a specific and immediate threat of harm. So it'll be interesting to see if this is – if this passes that. I mean, again, it doesn't seem necessarily unreasonable if you have someone who is making a credible threat – and and one that they may intend to carry out, should that be a criminal activity? Should it be an activity that puts a pause on your ability to be able to fire to, to to acquire a gun? Maybe, maybe it shouldn't. Again, I I kind of lean towards like maybe that that's a reasonable way to approach this. Is, is folks who are threatening violence publicly in a way that law enforcement and other individuals are aware of. Maybe there should be some limitation on their right if they're threatening folks. But I could be wrong about this. I, I might not see the full scope of legal pitfalls or constitutional pitfalls in that one. Again, give us a call five eight five three four six three thousand. If I'm missing something here, I do you want to get to this comment from uh, Brian, who uh, points out? He says a- an armed West Virginia woman stops a. Mass shooting, and again, if you're listening online, you can follow the link that he posted there from uh, National Review. Yeah, there, there's a, a man who, uh, I guess, attacked a, a party with, with a rifle, and, and a woman stopped it, like, almost immediately. And again, that's, that's a private citizen taking action right there, right away, and that's why, in part, we want the right to self-defense, because there are bad folks like that who are going to get a weapon— and hurt pe- try to hurt people, and that is a, a quick way to bring a resolution to that awful violent situation. Is a, a, a person took decisive action using their right to self defense and that's these types of cases are things that w- we should talk about we should elevate and 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 use this to to highlight the reasons why we need to continue to preserve that right to self defense in New York State. Because the way things could go, you know, we many of you have heard and have talked about what's going on in Canada with uh, Prime Minister Trudeau trying to completely shut down the sale or transfer of handguns. The Biden administration, for their part, said they're, they're not interested in do that. They they don't have the uh, political clout to do that, for sure. <coughs> but that that's that's something that. A lot of politicians, on the gun control side, could get to, if if we let it go far enough. There's there's a reason why Joe Biden doesn't feel like he has the political power to do that. Is because we make known the rights that we have. He knows he can't pull it off. It's it's too far away. But if we keep letting Overton window shift on this issue, that's when the danger comes. That's when people like Justin Trudeau where gun culture is not as well established in Canada, can do things like that, or attempt to do things. Thanks again for joining us here on A Free Solution. Again, give us a call. Uh, talk in New York State legislation today, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. We're going to be back in just a few minutes. Talk to you soon.
0: Oh, those injury attorney ads.
2: Hurt on your couch, call 555-OUCH.
0: It's kind of cute watching that injury attorney buying breakfast for a crash test dummy, but while fun is fun, there's nothing amusing about getting your life back together after a personal injury or a motorcycle accident or when you need defense for a DWI charge. Christopher Johnson takes your case seriously, and you'll feel like you're his only client because when you meet with him, your case gets 100% of his attention. So instead of cute singing jingles and magic phone numbers... Fall out of a tree? Call three 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 three. Write this number down and keep it with you. 585 415 3803. 415 3803. After all, Christopher Johnson knows you're no dummy. Get individual attention and integrity, experience, and expertise. Put the power of one on your legal team. 415 3803. Stay safe, be healthy, drive sober. Christopher Johnson, attorney, personal injury, car, or motorcycle accidents, DWI defense.
3: As a veteran of the United States military, I can finally get the opportunity to enjoy special events, things that we couldn't afford, thanks to VetTix. Every empty seat at a concert, a game, or a play is a missed opportunity to say thanks to a veteran and service member. We can give our veterans a special event where they, too, can create their own cherished memories. Visit VetTix.org. Find out how you can make a difference in a veteran's life
0: available in the WISL store at WISL1040.com official top quality tees, hoodies and coffee mugs, depicting the colorful WISL logo or the already famous Mount Worstmore line of merch, depicting Mount Rushmore style are for worst presidents. Of course, you know who is front and center up on that mountain. WISL official items make perfect gifts or they're a great way for you to make a personal statement locally produced and sold only in the WISL store at WISL1040.com a free solution on
1: the WYSL stations. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wiltz, your host today. Thanks again for joining us. You can live here on WYSL until 2 p.m. Give us a call, 585-346-3000, if you want to join the conversation. Of course, we have friends listening online, too. I, I didn't give a shout-out to Steve Becker, who's listening him giving a shout out to uh, Larry Sharp's is Larry Leads Sharp Solutions. Right on, right on. But uh, thanks for listening, Steve. Appreciate you being here today. Again, if you're you're listening on the radio, I don't know if you're listening. I don't know if you know you're you're, you're participating. In the show, give us a call five eight five three four six three thousand. That's five eight five three four six three thousand. If you want to join the discussion. All right. So we talked about the uh, the the uh, ban on. People ages 18, 19, and 20 being able to get a rifle, a, a restriction on their right to self defense. And again, I always make this point whenever I'm talking about the Second Amendment, whenever we're talking about rights, the Second Amendment, remember, does not give you the right to bear arms. It doesn't give you the right to self defense. You already have that right. That is a natural right, it is inherent you know whether it's 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 god given or it's natural whatever you have the right to self defense because you are a person and you exist no matter who you are the second amendment restricts the government from infringing on that right that's all it does we already have that right doesn't matter what the uh the government does the second amendment restricts the ability to do that legally and any infringement on that right would go against constitutional law. Of course, that's not going to stop folks from trying though. Again, pl- plenty of other legislation that's going to come through here too. Uh, the micro stamping thing, you know, may end up getting through, I don't know if it's going to get through. Now I haven't checked the latest status of this. There's also stuff about uh, sharing more information across agencies. Um, so sharing, uh, you know if if someone recovers a uh, a weapon in a crime sharing that with state police and requiring them to share it with like uh ATF uh and, and other federal agencies that one doesn't seem that part of that doesn't seem totally unreasonable to me again if anyone knows differently that 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 does seem unreasonable give me a call uh, or comment online uh because in, in Rochester, in, in many major cities, one, one of the big things with crime that happens here is people aren't legally going out and buying guns. It's not the legal gun owners that end up being the issue causing you know, gun crime in our area. It's illegal guns. It's people who are getting guns that were stolen, sometimes locally, sometimes out of state, and then those are then used in crimes. And I get wanting to trace and... Hold people responsible for the security of their weapons, both at the the gun shop level and at the individual level. If you are not securing your weapon when not in use, and it gets stolen, you're being irresponsible. And if that weapon's then used in a crime, it's it's, it's not totally on you. Obviously, that that person decided to take a hateful action to to take or try to take someone's life, but. You do have a responsibility as a gun owner to make sure that your stuff doesn't get stolen. I know if you're a victim of a crime and you did everything you could, that's one thing. But if you're being negligible about it, come on. Do better. They can hurt someone. Uh moving on to some of the other legislation though, there's the the, the one that's interesting um is it's Assembly Bill seven eight six five A. There's a Senate bill. Um 4, Five Eleven a and it requires social media networks in New York to provide a clear and concise policy regarding how they would respond to incidents of hateful conduct on their platform and maintain easily accessible mechanisms for reporting hateful conduct on these platforms. Now, this is another in a line of bills trying to regulate social media companies. We're seen it from the progressive side, but we've seen it from the conservative side too. And I do want to get into that, but we do have a phone call. So I want to give uh, going to give that listener a chance to, to speak and join the discussion. John from Rochester. John?
4: Hey, Sorry. Kevin. Yeah, hey, I just want, wanted to talk about, uh, you know, these gun restrictions, et cetera. I, you know, we have restrictions in place. Uh, we do. The thing I, d- I don't hear is uh, fortifying the schools. Putting uh, not only you know single entrances with maybe metal detectors in all the schools, I you don't hear very much about that, and and also having a SWAT team type situation. I I know you're a Buffalo Bills fan. I go to all the Bills games, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I, you know over the last year or so, they have a SWAT team with uh, automatic weapons, and I'll tell you. Well, what good the, did
1: that do to school in Texas?
4: Well, number one, uh, a, sing, a single entrance, uh, they didn't have a single entrance. They had the back door that was left open. Number yeah, it turns out the you, police you, you
1: were did. lying about that, actually. The police lied about that entrance being left open by a teacher.
4: Well, if you, if you uh, make it prohibited to, to get into the back door... And fortify the, uh, the single entrance with a SWAT team type person with an automatic weapon. That's so what we want our schools w- to look like, John?
1: John? John, like, like, really, like, you, you want like elementary school kids to have to walk by? Yeah, no, I see elementary. School, I see
4: elementary school kids at Buffalo Bills games, and they're not, they're not frightened by that. Come on. I,
1: that, I mean, like. It's going to make schools feel more like prisons, like even more like. I mean, <laughs> and, and, well, and I got a uh, comment on Facebook too. Is that schools are not prisons? To, to from John tell tell John, that
4: but. to the dead kids and the, and the parents of the dead kids in Texas and in Buffalo. The cops
1: are there for an hour. They didn't engage them. Did you? I'm. What, saying, what, I'm not mad at you, John. I'm mad. At, I'm mad at the police officers I, I understand. who failed I understand. to protect those kids. Let me make kids. another
4: point, Kevin. I'll, we'll we'll agree to disagree on that, my first point. The second point is. Uh, Over the weekend, I watched uh, uh, The Terminator 2 with, uh, what's his name, Uh, the former governor. I can't think of his, uh, but it's not important. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger, right, right. Mm -hmm. Then I watched uh, a movie called, I think it's No Country for Old Men, and the violence, the shootings are just unbelievable. Yeah. Almost any movie that you see today, uh, the violence is unbelievable as far as gun violence goes. And I gotta believe this has an impact—not on you or me, but people that are have some mental issues. Well, they watch these movies, and 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 it's gotta give them an incentive to commit this type of crime. It's unbelievable, and and in a lot of ways. Uh, like Rambo. Rambo is portrayed as a, a good guy, right? But he, he uh, blew away a lot of people. And I, and I love Rambo. But if you're a mentally deficient person, you got a, uh, you have a, uh, a point to prove, let's say against blacks or uh, school children, you're going to take that as as encouragement. And I, I really think that our political leaders should stop def- they should defund Use, starting in New York State with the pension funds, let's defund enter, the entertainment industry because of the violence they portrayed, whether it's the game, you know, the game industry or the movie industry. I, I don't hear anything from the left on that. Anything? I hear a little bit on the right, but not a
3: lot. What are your thoughts? Um,
1: there have been a number of studies that suggest both violent movies and violent video games don't. Lead to people being more violent. In fact, almost the opposite is true. That's a way for people to be able to channel that. Humans overall have been far less violent over the last thirty years, particularly in the United States. It doesn't seem like it, but they've been far less violent in the last, you know, several decades than we have been at any other time in history. It's just, I just don't think it's moving. Now, where I'd agree with you, but, but. For entirely different reasons, we should probably stop subsidizing movie production in New York State. That would be great. They, there, the, there be. the studios don't need that; they don't need to take our money for that. But I, I don't know that that's that's the solution here. Um, and you know, John, I appreciate your call, and I want to address you know your, your points about uh, the some of the security points in schools too, because I've talked about that on a, on a show on an online only show. But uh, we'll talk about that when we get back. Thanks again, folks, for listening today. Uh, Give us a call, 585 346 That's 585 We'll be back in just a minute here on A Free Solution.
0: 35 years. WISU
3: AM 1040
0: Avon Rochester, FM 92.1 Rochester, and FM 95.5 Spencerport.
3: Here's the latest forecast from the News 10 NBC Weather Center for tonight. We'll see showers and storms clear up. we will turn cooler. We'll drop down into the 50s on Thursday. We'll see partly to mostly cloudy skies. Could be a shower late in the day. Temperature is only near 70 on Friday morning. Clouds will give way to sunshine. Temperatures near 70, and we should have some nice weather into the weekend, mostly sunny and dry, both Saturday and Sunday. I'm Rich Cadelia, WYSL.
0: Great outdoor spaces start at Springwater Amish Workshop with premium quality and selection of outdoor furniture pieces, storage sheds, and gazebos. Springwater Amish Workshop has items that will make your outdoor living a delight to the eye, comfortable, and worry free. Shop in stock picnic tables, garden benches, rocking chairs, swings, and gliders, plus Adirondack chairs made from durable poly in your choice of colors or from double kiln dried organically treated southern yellow pine. Whatever your choice, it'll be sure to complement your outdoor spaces. Summer will be here soon, so don't delay. Springwater Amish Workshop offers a full line of storage sheds, gazebos, and chicken coops, and a variety of styles and sizes. Our storage sheds have the best warranty in the business. Pricing includes delivery within a 40 mile radius of Springwater. Springwater Amish Workshop, 7936 Mill Street, Springwater. Open 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 9 to 3. Check our website at www.springwateramishworkshop.com.
2: Bratwurst, Kartoffel Kartoffelsalat, Sauerkraut, Leberkase, Kirscher,
0: Fellow veterans, when I was stationed in Germany, time off was spent at the local festivals. People were friendly, food was great, and the Hefeweizen waged a continuous battle against my waistline. The 87th annual German festival is Sunday, June 12th. This is as authentic as you can get. The food, the desserts, and the beer a German festival run by real Germans. All veterans and current active-duty personnel with ID get in for free between 11 and 1,300 hours.
3: This gets you there in time to see the American Legion carry in the colors. Take Route 5 and 20 between Lyman and West Bloomfield and follow the signs. Tell them Captain Falk sent you. Prost,
2: Prost, Bundespost. Bratwurst, Bauernwurst, Kartoffelsalat, Sauerkraut, Leberkäse, Kirsche, Tort. Bratwurst, Bauernwurst, Kartoffelsalat, Sauerkraut, Leberkäse, Kirsche, Tort.
0: Und Bär
2: you can get both savings and selection when you shop Victor chevrolet celebrate warmer weather lease the 2022 chevy tracks lt for just 209 a month for 36 months if you need a pickup get the versatility of a 2022 chevy silverado for just 389 a month for 36 months the 22 chevy equinox is only 259 a month for 36 months these lease deals include returning lessing rebates all factory rebates incentives and discounts are applied security deposit is waived Ten thousand mile allowance per year 25 cents each additional mile must have lease and household. Tier 1 credit approval required. let responsible for repair and maintenance. Conditions apply. Get details at dealer. Victor Chevrolet has a used selection that can't be beat. Be sure to trust your vehicle to our Chevy Certified Service Department. The spring cleanup special includes wash, wax, interior vacuum, and tire shine for just $189.95. Come see how easy it is to do business with us. Buy new roads at Victor Chevrolet, Route 96 in Victor. Visit VictorChevrolet.com. Here
1: comes the bloom. Celebrate spring with a brilliant color of annuals. Everything you need for your gardens and beds. Farm fresh produce too. Seven days a week at JA Farm Market and Greenhouses. Route 15, just south of exit 9, off 390. JA, always blooming.
3: Whether you're in the suburbs, the country, or the city, and no matter what kind of home you live in, Isaac can help make you comfortable. Right now, get a Lennox air conditioner for 0% interest for up to 60 months. Visit isaacheating.com today.
1: Free solution on the WYSL stations. Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, you know, it's your host today. Thanks again for joining us. Again, we're here on WYSL until 2 p.m. and, of course, online at the Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel, and the Kevin Wilson pages. Um, and, you know, but, but we do have a, a phone call on the line, but before we get to it, just really quick, I wanted to, to address one of John's points because I talked about it on, you know, uh, our Thursday show, online only show with, with uh, Tim. And, you know, we talked about, like, you know hardening security points at schools a lot of schools do already operate this way, like after you know the initial opening of the school once classes have started, you have to go through a a single entrance in most places sign in you know they'll they'll budge in through doors like that that's usually how it works, and that's not infallible um but you know if you have a a campus that that's spread out where students need to be able to move easily between classrooms, you know finding ways to secure those doors is is you know, a good thing to do and what many schools are doing. And it's going to be interesting to see what exactly happens with this school in Texas, uh, because it, it looks like the police may have lied about the teacher propping the door in this situation. So and unfortunately, the, the police have lied about several aspects of what have happened here. And it is my goodness, I'm infuriated. And, and I've got a. Calm myself down before going on the radio because I, I want to say some words that I'm not allowed to say about that police department. It is so cowardly. It is absolutely enraging the way that they acted in, in failing to save those kids when they were in a position to do so. It's one thing if they couldn't get there. It is a different thing when they were there. They knew where the shooter was. They They had him in a classroom with children who were still alive and asking for help. Begging for help, and they did not intervene. It is absolutely enraging, and and I goodness, they they need to face very serious consequences for what they've done. Uh, so I, you know, want just <laughs> just want to bring that up. Um, and uh, you know, I want to get to a comment too. John says uh, banning guns works well in other countries. Why it's the UK trying to ban knives now? Another good point. But let me. I, I've gone on. Long enough, I uh, Douglas from Dansville, uh, Are you still on the line? Yes. All right. All right. Thanks for calling into a free solution. What's on your mind?
3: Well, considering what you're discussing, I thought I might tell you that you should really consider the first recorded school shooting of, you know, with a mass shooting, and that was uh, in a classroom, I believe, with 21 children, and when this. Fella came in and pulled his gun. There were twenty-one shots fired, and that was the end of the situation. He dropped.
1: Yeah. Um. So, sorry. I, I, could that, you?
3: That, that was the first school shooting, the first recorded yeah. one.
1: Is is that the uh, the shooting didn't happen? I, I'm sorry. Could could you? Explain a yes, little bit more. Yeah,
3: shooting, shooting happened. Everyone in the classroom, every child in the classroom shot him.
1: Every, every child shot at, uh, Could you give some more details on this?
3: Well, that's all I can remember. it a long oh, time. okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, if uh, yeah, so if you have more details on it, you know, be happy to, to look uh, it up and I see what happened. You know, I, talk,
3: I just think if you're going to talk about whether or not there should be uh, SWAT teams or whatever there, Somebody should be there armed. You know,
1: we don't yeah. want the
3: kids have to bring their own guns in school like they did in those days.
1: No, no, that's probably not uh, the the best solution. I mean, in Texas, teachers are allowed to carry in the classrooms. Like you can you can get permission to do that, um, but of course, not every teacher is going to do that. And and again, I I don't want schools to feel any more like prisons than they already do. And if they start doing more of that, you know, it it may have the unintended consequence for better or worse of driving people out of the public school system, which, you know, I'm already disinclined to send my kid there. But the more these schools feel like institutions where every aspect of what they do is curtailed and limited, I don't know that that's healthy for engendering a culture of freedom. Here in the United States.
3: Well, do you think uh, do you think uh, Biden feels like he's in prison because he's protected? He's surrounded by protection all the time. Do you think anybody that's surrounded by protection all the time feels like they're in a prison?
1: I think the the president of the United States is in a somewhat different situations well, than anybody. than school Mostly, kids.
3: I don't care who it is. If they feel if they they're protected all the time and they know it, do you think they feel like they're in prison?
1: I think it probably depends on the situation. Again, you know, you, like your vision for this is like what the, men in, in in SWAT gear with with rifles walking around the hallways of elementary schools and walking through metal detectors in every you know entrance. Like, which again wouldn't have stopped the the shooter in this case. The shooter is not going to be stopped by a metal detector. It's a lot of times what happens in these situations where you introduce more police officers to schools. Th- this school had a police officer, had a school resource officer at it. Who failed Actually, I, to prefer, this
3: I, I, I would prefer that the teachers were out.
1: Okay, again, they they had that option in Texas. So it's it's,
3: this gun free zone doesn't work.
1: They they had that option in Texas already. You know, getting I'm not against that. I'm just saying that that was, that was what already existed here. So you know, we need to we need to dig deep and find. More solutions to this, I you know, I just I don't think it's that simple. And again, I well, I, I would not want thing, to send my kids to to a school that looks like the conservative vision thing for that this.
3: We've got to consider that's political. Back in the seventies, late sixties, and the early seventies, we used to have places around here. There, there was a place called Willard, and that's where people that had mental problems could go and stay. Now they weren't forced to stay there. But this is where we put people that were having mental problems. And I, when they, when the ACLU decided to try to get them set free from these places, let get the people out of there. I talked to a girl who was staying there, and she told me that she loved it there. And they, you know, they kept her medicated so that she could be like a normal person, and everything. And she she loved it there, but. We shut that place down, and we shut all those kind of places down across the country. And that's what, now these people are all homeless. She ended up homeless, and they all end up homeless, and they don't get their medications, and they go nuts.
1: These these type of people
3: who do these things are totally insane. It's not a matter of uh, whether or not it's just somebody who gets upset.
1: Yeah, that You know, I I think that that's a good place to leave it. Those like you're you're right. You know, mental health support needs needs to be there, and you know, identify the need for mental health intervention in in some of these cases because there there are some signs with with both these. Uh, We I do want to get to another phone call before we have to head the break again. Gary from Hilton. Uh, Gary, what's on your mind? Got a couple minutes?
5: Hey, Kevin. I just wanted to say that you know the guns have been around for a long time. When I was in elementary school, the kids on the rifle team carried their 22 rifles on the bus to school when they had a meet. Nobody shot each other. The thing mm-hmm. that's changed is these kids for whatever reason they're, you know, whether it's they grow up without a father figure to set them on the right path or they You know, show signs of hyperactivity, so they put them on some kind of Ritalin or other type of drug, and then they get off of the drug. Uh, You know, there's a number of things, but you got to, you're going to have to stop it with the the shooters themselves, and they all have warning signs that are ignored. If you go down through the last few real high-profile ones, the kid in in Newtown, Connecticut. He had printouts of spreadsheets on his bedroom wall, ranking other school shooters. Yeah. He killed his mother at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. That kid had thirty nine encounters with the police. He had posted that he wanted to be a school shooter. Two people called the FBI everybody ignored it
1: yeah and it I understand that the last, last
5: situation the last two What's had that? gotten
1: caught the last two had gotten caught torturing animals like both of them. Yeah, I had I'd gotten caught it's, doing that. That's like, a major, major have, sign.
5: They all have warning signs that are ignored by the people around them. And that's the easiest part of this to solve. You know, that yeah. same day, there was millions of kids that were 18 years old that had access to an AR-15 that didn't go shoot up a school. Yeah, And that's, you know, it's such a small minority of the people, and it's such a tragedy when it happens that... You know, well, the last time in Newtown, Connecticut, we got the SAFE Act. A couple other shootings, we got the red flag laws. None of that stopped the Buffalo shooter, even though if there was ever an occasion for a red flag law being called out on somebody, that was it. He was involuntarily committed for a mental exam after he threatened shooting up the school. So if you ignore all those things and then you turn around and have a knee-jerk reaction like our politicians do that, well, we're going to ban this and we're going to ban that and we're going to, you know, go after the legal gun owners, the guy that could be standing next to you in line at the supermarket carrying concealed legally mm-hmm. that takes out the shooter when they come in and start shooting the place up. But, you know, they, instead they advertise gun-free zones. Well, that's just a killing zone for these guys. They search them out. And the last point I want to make is the Buffalo shooter said that he picked New York as a good target because of our safe act and our uh, tough gun laws that it would limit any legally carrying citizen that he might encounter after he left the store and went down jefferson avenue to 10 rounds in their their uh gun so they would you know be outgunned by him who was carrying 30 rounds illegally so our politicians should keep that in mind like whose side are you on the law-abiding, patriotic Americans that believe in our Constitution or the shooters making it easier for them.
1: Yeah, Gary, you made a a ton of good points there, brought brought up a a ton of great stuff, so I I really appreciate your call. Uh, Again, folks listening today, give us a call, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. If you, too, want to participate in the discussion, we're going to be back here on A Free Solution in just a few minutes.
0: The WISL store is now open. With nicer weather, your car needs an official Voice of Liberty bumper sticker. There's a great selection to help you show your love of God, the Constitution, and free and safe schools. Here are just a few available. Shut up, Fauci. Kathy Holcomb. Save America. Support the Second Amendment. Scam alert January 6th. God, please help us. Close the Mexican border. Save America. Stop voting for Democrats. And there are gas pump stickers reading, Democrats did this. These are standard weather-resistant bumper stickers guaranteed to get you horn honks and thumbs up in traffic. Choose from other locally made WISL Voice of Liberty merch, too, like tees, hoodies, drinkware, and more. Perfect gifts for any Liberty lover. Check out the exclusive WISL Mount Worstmore shirts, hoodies, and coffee mugs depicting our four worst presidents. Guess who's front and center? Shop the WISL store at WYSL1040.com.
2: Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simpletech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simpletech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simpletech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website, There
0: There's a place in the village of Avon you and your critters will love. Whether they're big or small, whether they've got hair, fur, or feathers, Avon Feed fits every need. There's a full selection of pet foods, bird feeders, and wild bird food, plus garden tools, quality grass seed, and a great selection of dry-shod boots. Buy 10 bags of quality wild bird food. Get the next bag free. Choose farm feeds and great equine products from Poland Grains. Find everything for your pet from feeding bowls to toys, leads, collars, beds, crates, and tie-outs. Avon Feed and Supply has with a big pet chain stores will never have, Tim Cole and his great, knowledgeable staff. Choose from premium local products like Firefly Dairy Goat Soaps and Lotions. While you're at Avon Feed, don't forget your two-legged pets with at Thousand Island Cheese and great flavors, including the new 12-year-old cheddar, plus Chef James Bourbon Meat Sauce, once again, Nut Butters and Nunday Mustards. Open weekdays 9 to 6, Saturday 9 to 4, Avon Feed and Supply. West Main Street at the bottom of the hill, just west of the circle. A free solution on the WYSL Station.
1: Welcome back to A Free Solution. I'm Kevin Wilson, your host of today. Thanks again for joining us. Again, we're live here on WISL to two o'clock. Give us a call if you want to participate in the show, 585-346-3000. That's 585-346-3000. Or leave your comments online, you know, uh, the Free Solution Facebook page, Free Solution YouTube channel, or the Kevin Wilson pages, wherever you're listening today and I uh, you know, I appreciate the callers, uh, Douglas and Gary, calling in uh, last segment. You know, I want to get to some of these online comments, too. Uh, Tim O'Connor on Facebook says, you probably know this, but the Uvalda uh, Police Department has stopped cooperating with the ongoing investigation. Yeah, and the school, too, apparently. I saw the ABC News report on that. And again, just, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm seething about it. Like, every time I read about it, I'm just, I'm so mad at what happened in the cowardice shown by them. And then, again, I... To me, I'm like, you know, I see the situation that more police are not necessarily the solution to this because we, we've seen it happen in a, in a couple situations. that having police officers there only matters if they're actually going to intervene, and they didn't. And we, you know, I think everyone, especially the families of that school, deserve answers as to, to what the heck happened in that situation. Um. <coughs> um, a few other ones, too. Uh, John – on Facebook says, you know, May and the president's children always said they felt like they're in prison. May tried to ditch security. That's true, I, mean, it can, uh, I you, you hear some uh, stories about that because you know, they always have bodyguards around them. Uh, again, I, I think presidential situations are a little bit different having bodyguards around folks. Um, and, and again, this isn't me being against. Some individuals being armed in a school situation, right? Like, I'm I'm actually fine if if certain teachers want to get armed. I think you should have a, a process for deciding what teachers are going to do that and how you secure your weapon because you don't want to have, as I talked about in the beginning of the the show, you don't want to have unsecured weapons in the school too. Especially you have uh, a kid who may not have access to firearms, but that becomes their access, and then they hurt someone because of it. No, like again, you. you there has to be some responsibility and in, 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 in process involved in in what teachers get to carry, but I, I'm not against it as as a whole. Um, you know, Shelley uh, on YouTube says deinstitutionalization has created major homelessness and drug use as they attempt to self medicate. You know, it, mental health problems. I think there's there's an ugly history of forced institutionalization that needs to be balanced with a very real need for mental health intervention and access to voluntary services and yeah trying to figure out the best way to do that and the best way to pay for it is important and, and education on mental health uh, from both a uh, self-help advocacy side and from an intervention side through the institution that, that kids and adults at risk are interacting with is important again I, I, I worked in that uh, space for a bit too, not, not as a mental health counselor myself, but as a kind of communications and fundraising person. So yeah, I mean, this is this is something that's important to me. Uh, John left a longer comment too, which you'll have to get to the Facebook page to read the whole thing, but talks about some of the other mass shootings in history, some of which were committed by our government, you know, the uh, army soldiers killing 200 Lakota native Americans um, at Wounded Knee, uh, the Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, you know, uh, riots that happened in the 1920s where there was, you know, gun battles between kind of overmatched uh, white citizens and uh, African-Americans for the uh, what's called Black Wall Street at the time. Again, we've done a, a show on that, too. So there there have been other mass shootings throughout history. Um, and one more comment from Brown says, you know, there's no one solution to any act of violence. There's no quick fix. It took society a long time to reach this point that we're at. Again, I, I did make this point last segment too. We are, as a whole, far less violent than we used to be. Like, way, way, way less violent. And it takes persistent cultural change. These, these types of incidents now are, are out of the norm. They're out of the, the ordinary. Situations where there's mass violence, mass bloodshed, riots, they, they are, are rare and they draw our attention. It doesn't make them any less horrifying when it happens, but they're relatively rare. People who are in a in – and they could – it could go back. People who are in a relatively comfortable position in their life, they're less likely to commit acts of violence. The poverty, desperation or mental instability, like there's a whole bunch of factors that might go into someone doing that. It's just less likely to happen today, and, and, and thank God for that. But it is, it is possible that that could switch, and we have to continually be vigilant about promoting a culture that discourages violence, that, that makes sure we understand how ugly it is. And Brian on Facebook says, "There the main thing is that there's no centralized solution will stop evil. Leave the decisions on how to protect the schools at a local level. I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe. that's That's... Uh, that that's something that, you know, we – to me, you know, I take the, the situation that we see in Texas and we see, you know, everywhere else is that you have to take responsibility for your own safety too. Again, it's, it's not to say that the state shouldn't do anything to try to keep people safe or intervene and prevent these situations. It's that you need to be responsible for your own safety too and you need to be your best – advocate for keeping you and your family safe. And part of doing that is making sure that you are exercising your right to self-defense and having situational awareness. This isn't a blame for the victims in any way. It's just, we see that the enforcement arm in the state, the police aren't necessarily going to be there to protect you. And even when they are there, even when they, they are present and engaged with you, they have, no legal obligation to protect you. There's a Supreme Court on case on this. Uh, Counselor via uh, I think Gonzalez is the, the court case where they're trying to enforce where, where a woman was trying to get the police to enforce a uh, restraining order against her husband who had taken her kids, and the husband ended up killing the three children and getting in a shootout with police while well, she had begged all evening for the police to to intervene and save her kids. Even though they were supposed to enforce that restraining order, they did not they faced no punishment for that. The police have no legal obligation to protect you again this isn't criticizing any individual police officer who may intervene who may be a hero who may who has the courage to go and save kids i'm not i'm not blanket doing but they have no legal obligation to do so, and so some police officers knowing this. Are going to worry about protecting themselves over protecting others. Unfortunately, that's what happened in, in Texas. Now, folks, I, I didn't end up getting <laughs> to a lot of the stuff that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, maybe we'll we'll get to some of that on Monday. The the social media laws, uh, the the abortion stuff, the birth control stuff. Uh, interesting legislation that that we're seeing come through. So you know we'll we'll do a little bit more about this on monday uh but again i I appreciate all the comments all the phone calls that we got today uh you know i i thank you so much for listening and and participating in the discussion that's what makes it interesting and again we're going to figure this out together we're going to figure out some of the better ways the best ways to advocate for safety for ourselves for school children and for everyone while maintaining our liberty thanks again for joining us have a wonderful week folks take care